0: We are just winging it, more than ever.
1: We are rusty as shit right now, ladies and gentlemen. John had to be reminded uh, that we needed to do a clap sync, but in addition to that, he needed to narrate his way through opening the software up to record. Like, my last ten minutes have been... I've reached,
0: yeah, that age.
1: You You know what I mean? You did, quickly,
0: yeah. You know, I'll call them generations above us, right? They go to use technology. The elders. they They often narrate um what they're doing and that is true yeah we're at that point or i almost I wish I
1: we'd been re- i, w- I kind of wish we'd been recording so you could hear what it sounded like because because it was i mean the last if you'd been here for the last 10 minutes of our conversation dear listener whom we have missed terribly over the last dearly, seven years that we took dearly. off uh you would have heard me eating a an enormous slice of pizza and john going okay input settings uh, <laughs> oh shoot is this oh where's it i being? also
0: i still you know i still failed to even lift my microphone up to Your the right. Your mic way, is
1: dropping. You are a mess.
0: While we've not been recording, I've I've gotten some good use out of this mic stand with my kids who, who you know, they love um, connecting it to one of my amps and then just, like, singing through, through the amplifier when I'm practicing guitar. I thought you were going to say um, they just love mic stands. Well, I mean, there's that, too. They're very so fun. So I had to raise the height. But I have to say, it feels good to be back. I mean, I, you know, we had a break there, and... Um, for my own mental health, you know, I've missed you. I've missed our conversations. Um, I've missed just being able to, like, check in at this level. And I'm excited. I'm excited for the season ahead because we've talked about already some, I think, great topics this season. And uh, we're recording now in February. We, we went
1: through January. I'm glad we didn't record in January because that would have been a shit show nobody would want to hear the show that we would have recorded in january i promise you listeners you would not have wanted to hear it because january of 2022 was one of the absolute hardest months we have ever had as a family speaking personally for me yes yes it was just uh it was just really shitty and i feel like you know We're recording this. It's now February. The sun is out. It's like a little bit less of a, you know, tundra environment that we're living in. (laughs) And I feel like some of the things in January that were unresolved, which we'll, you know, get to are they have, you know, kind of found resolution. And I'm I'm personally coming out of January feeling that now I am ready to live my life normally, as normally as I can, and not (laughs) be feeling like everything is a threat all the time anymore because the reality is is that for, for those of us who have been here and taking care of ourselves and getting vaccinated and doing the things that we needed to do life is not as scary as i think we're used to it being anymore and it's That's right. I, i'm feeling like now it's it's a good opportunity to embrace that so yeah it's in february february patrick is not january patrick i'll tell you that you heard it from from
0: patrick right here you heard it from both of us this licensed is the medical moment. providers yeah <laughs> This is the moment. This episode, we're gonna shed our fear, and uh, we're gonna transform into some beautiful butterflies. How's Metamorphosis. That, sound, Patrick? that sounds Metamorphosis. great to me. I'm that's, eventually that's... gonna
1: finish this pizza, but I'm, I, it's gonna take a little <laughs> while. So I apologize in the meantime. No,
0: but honestly, I, you know, I just feel I feel a lot more. I hate to even say the word hopeful because I almost feel like I've overused that in terms of my own emotional. Uh, I'll call it roller coaster over these last two years. You know, this has been a very cyclical thing, right? Where we go through a tough winter, we emerge in a spring, feeling more hopeful, um, only to have <laughs> our hopes crushed the next winter. And, you know, uh, some of the, what I would call, I guess, trauma of, of January was really, um, for those of us, you know, we can only speak from our own experience as par- as parents, having to navigate that world of school and, and daycare and all that. Um, what, what was particularly traumatic, I think, is, the that roller coaster of emotions right going in to this new school year feeling a lot more hopeful having vaccines feeling like all right we, you know this is not obviously it's gonna be different you still got kids wearing masks and all this other protocol but you know it's manageable it felt manageable at least for me and january um where you know i just look forward to that start of a year we've had actual shows dedicated to sort of starting fresh right and um even though it, it, it's a day on a calendar. Having a new year can just be a nice mental reset where you have that holiday break, you come back, you go to work, you know, and, and sort of feel more organized, at least for a day before everything comes down. <laughs> um, whereas this year, you know, it was none of that. It was, it was just entirely disorienting. And I know I'm just sort of jumping right into... Um, you know the episode. Oh, let's let's do it. Feeling. Let's jump right in. But you know, I'm glad we can we can talk about this a little with a little bit more perspective now that we're out of January. Because I have to say too that that was just one of the worst months, and it's it's weird because like the very beginning of the of the pandemic was bad, right? I mean that we had a longer stretch of no daycare, of having to like have so much uncertainty, right? I mean, remember how scary it was, you know, with COVID at the beginning, like we didn't know what the fuck was going on, and to say that January of 2022 was just as bad, which I would say for me at least, and I, I you know, I, I didn't even have. Uh, thankfully, we were all healthy and and we were able to manage. But I mean, the the emotional sort of going back to that early day of being, you know, more scared again and having everything disrupted in that way was just fucking. It was it was hard.
1: Yeah, and it, it hit us at the worst possible moment, like you're saying. It like we had. You know, so many of us went into 2021 thinking, okay, now like this is we're going to get on top of this pandemic. We're going to be okay, We can have a normal year. And then that never happened. And then we're kind of thinking, well, 2022 is coming like we're going to. And then 2022 opened with these just horrifying numbers of infection rates and with this, you know, all these reemerging lockdowns. All of these. I have a Hot Wheels in my hand. That's what this is. All of these. <laughs> is uh, that for,
0: for just a, as a stress reliever? You know, you just hold, instead <laughs> yeah, of like a soft a little ball. Kind of a fidget it's spinner. A, yeah. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. Uh, literally, that's what that's what that's what it is. Uh, awesome. I also I, you might not know this, but I keep I keep the uh, Hot Wheels in my pocket all the time because it's for the kids. Give me one every year for Christmas, and so I keep it as like a little. all like time. right
0: instead of like a, a rabbit tail or whatever.
1: Yeah, which is terrifying. You know, a, it really yeah, is, isn't it, it? is. It is. That's a weird. Thing to carry around. I'm sorry for. I know we have many. Listeners I know we should find out, them, but. quickly, right to where the origin of that is. But we're not going to
0: do that. We're not going to. do... That's not the kind of show we are, um, John. It's yeah. It's interesting to even think about like where that originally came from. Yeah. Well, um, we'll
1: never know because we do zero research for this. So that's true. you know, people can I figure mean, that out on themselves. I guess there
0: are worse things. Like it's not a fucking. Alligator
1: tail or something. You imagine if it was an alligator tail. Well, that's ungainly. Can you imagine the head? <laughs> so, so even go go back to the rabbit for a second. Even if it were just the head of a rabbit, like yeah. nobody nobody would be like, oh, that's culturally acceptable, right? But we're carrying around like an amputated limb from a rabbit all the time. I mean, I'm not. I'm saying people do. I, but I've been gifted them. Like when I was a kid, I remember I I won one from like a you know a coin machine. And I was like, you strung them
0: all together into a necklace.
1: (laughs) I did (laughs) game Rambo. It's just like, what is the sequence of events that results in this like wild rabbit well, I guess it probably wouldn't be why I, I'm, I'm assuming there's a lot of coin vendors who are like catching wild rabbits or fucking <laughs> trappists for this. But like this poor <laughs> this poor animal whose foot is sold for a quarter out of a you know vending machine. It's it's a sad fate. You know? I imagine
0: that wasn't its sole purpose in life. It was probably bred first uh, to test shampoo or something to, uh, yes. to that effect. Yes. shampoo you know, rabbits. So, I, so it had a long and uh, fi- f- fulfilling life of a career. Of I think we can call it a
1: career. You know, it did. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, talking about, you know, rabbits being murdered, I, I think is a great way to get back into our conversation today, which is just where we are, you know, and where we've just where we're kind of coming out of. That being said, I need to be careful because as you're saying, we keep thinking we're coming out of something and then getting just bludgeoned by yes. the reality that we're not. Well,
0: that that is
1: is, I think, a key
0: takeaway for me. Right. Because I. I don't want to fall into the same trap of feeling so hopeful and having, like, you know, just setting these expectations that were on the other side of it. If anything, for me, Omicron in January was that, like, reminder, like, there is no going back to what you had before. And you're going to have to figure out how to adapt and live with this, not get over it. You know, that that's a big takeaway for me. And I just... Emotionally, it just means uh, reframing. I think that's the that's the key. Yeah,
1: and it also it so there's that for sure. But going back to sort of how 2022 started for us, just to kind of get us situated <laughs> yeah, let's here, let's actually get into there it. There was so. 2021 went out with a period of, I think, three weeks of no sunlight. It was like the, I don't know if you remember this, but like Christmas came and then there was just no sun until like January 17th or something. It there was were these so weird white walkers
0: dark. just walking around and the white walkers. Killing people. Yeah. yeah, it was terrible. Well but it
1: really been. felt like, that. I mean, there was like just no sunlight. And and I remember, you know, I, I remember the kids' vacation week. I was, I, you know, I took the week off from work also. And I was like, I had all of these plans for us to do. We had just bought new bikes for the kids, like mountain bikes. So we could do trails. That's we awesome. We had all of these plans and they all involved being outside because of this fucking Omicron, Omicron shit that was coming. And so, you know, what had been plans to go to museums and the children's museum and the subway museum, all these different things, not subway restaurant, like sub, uh, submarine sorry, not a subway museum. Uh, you know, we had all these plans for things to do. And then Omicron came and we were like, okay, so we got to do stuff outside. So then I put all this effort into thinking like, okay, what are some cool like outdoor adventures we can do? And then it was just like this gross, dark rain for such a long time. Yeah. And it really like settled in this bad part of my psyche where I I Mm. really got like very upset. Like I, I would say depressed, like, you know, pretty legitimately. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I got this, like, sleep disorder that kind of came out of that, and that was great to deal with. And, you know, and Wonderful. it was just – this. it was just – I I went into 22, 2022 feeling like, where the fuck are we right now? And all of these plans that we had with people f- through January that were, like, the things we had been looking forward to yeah. for a while. <clears throat> I'm not getting choked up. That's the pizza trying to suffocate me. <laughs> you know, these things that we had been looking forward to for a while were all of a sudden canceled again because of this variant, and we had to be, like, you know – Locked down, and I was, I just felt personally really defeated by it. And then that sense of being defeated by all of these factors was something that I had been, I think, really aggressively trying to counter for the previous two years, because yes. I always had like, uh you know, something to look forward to or something we were going to, you know, do with the kids or something, you know, that they going out to on a date night with Micah, which was something that was so amazing to be able to do that sporadically through the pandemic when things were better. And then all of a sudden, those were all, you know, canceled again. And, yep, you know, yep. just feeling this this sense of why am I trying so much anymore when I don't want, like this feeling of not wanting to, you know, this feeling of my anxiety and depression and my sense of listlessness and this torpor that I'm living through has gotten the best of optimistic adventure seeking Patrick. Mm. And I kind of want to mm. just fucking feel sorry for myself and feel like that's okay. It is also okay to do that, obviously, especially yeah. if you've been fighting it for so long. But um, in the midst of this, at the beginning of January, Henry got this fever, okay? So this fever came in the midst of all four of us. And again, I'm not kidding. All four of us having a stomach virus again for the second time in as many months, uh, which and that started with uh, me on one of these, you know, sleepless nights that I've been having so many of, although that's in a better place, which I'm very grateful for. But January was terrible sleep for me, you know, waking up and I vomited out of nowhere. And I was like, oh, my God, what's happening? And then the kids woke up and they were sick and Micah was sick. So, you know, we had this thing for like three days which was just awful. And then we all came out of it, but Henry had this persistent fever and we didn't think anything of it because you know they had been home for the most part because it was right after school vacation and everything. Right, right. And also, you know, we were sick, we were all sick. And so we had plans that we were like kind of grasping onto to see my family and to see Micah's family this mm-hmm. one weekend early in January. I can't remember what it was now, but it was early in January. And uh, so we did, we saw them and we were like, just, you know, Henry's got a little fever, but it's the stomach bug, you know, he's, he feels fine. And he did feel fine. He just had a fever and a little sniffle. Yeah. Turns out it was COVID and we, you know, had no clue at the time. So we unwittingly did the thing we were so afraid of doing oh, the man. entire time, which was we exposed our families to it. But, um, kind of, you know, getting back to where things are now, luckily everybody's fine. And also nobody got it outside of our immediate family from Henry's exposure. So even though well, he was good, like sniffling all over them, he even spent the night, one of those nights with my parents and was like, you know, s- sneezing. So like these vaccines clearly work really well. Yeah, yeah. But that was that was crazy. So I took I had to take a whole week off of work because we had to, you know, stay at home for child care. And I was doing all of the Zoom schooling with him because, again, he felt fine, but he had covid. And, uh, you know, there's no way to isolate anybody from him in the house cause it was too late right. at that How point, can, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And also it's just, as he's a five year old, there's not very much you can, you can do to, I, I'm not going to fucking lock him in the basement. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, Slide uh, food under the door. Right. Food so, and video games. Yeah. That's all he needs. Food and video games. Mm-hmm. And some rabbit feet. As yeah, long as they're shampooed. True. That would help. I, just for good luck. a nice conditioner. Yep. Um. So then, you know, that whole week and a half goes by and he is still testing positive, but he's, you know, feeling – but he's feeling fine and he does has, has no symptoms. And so according to the guidelines, he can go back to school, right? Right. But right at the tail end of that, Jude tests positive, which was out of nowhere because he had zero symptoms whatsoever. So then all of a sudden we're looking at another week where we're going to oh, be home. And man. then in the midst of that, Micah gets it and she is sick. She gets sick sick from it. Um again, she because she's boosted and everything, it wasn't like this horrifying ordeal, but she she had but imagine, you know, the, right? I mean, because if she yeah.
0: got you know, she got as sick as she did and was boosted. I mean, you could just imagine. You know, if she hadn't had that protection, it's that was on my mind the
1: whole time because it was all of the classic symptoms. It was the tightness in her chest. She didn't have the loss of smell, which is unfortunate because I was ripping ass all week. (laughs) Um, But, you know, she she felt like uh, that, you know, she had some like slight respiratory issues. She had a lot of congestion. She was incredibly tired. And uh, and so so she she was like actually displaying all these symptoms that we'd been so afraid of. But luckily, because of, you know, who she is in terms of her age and her health level and and the vaccine, the booster, she was okay. But it meant that we had basically three weeks completely disrupted by this. And I know people, you know, even friends who listen to the show who had longer disruptions. Like, you know, yeah. our friends our friends who live near you were out of commission for a month yeah. because it was just one by one. Everybody in the family was getting it. Uh, I never got it. I never tested positive for it. I like to think that's because I'm just genetically superior to everybody else <laughs> in my family. But, you know, who knows? But it was uh, it was, so it was, bizarre, was isn't it? It's quite it a weird it, it must make you in. wonder
0: if you've had it already or something. Like, what the hell? You know what I mean? It's yeah. just weird. It is very um, weird. I mean, I'm glad that you're on the other side of that now. And I assume Micah is feeling good now. She is, but um, she has some lingering stuff. Like, she still wow. doesn't
1: feel back to 100%. Like, you know, it's harder for her to do runs and things. And you know, she's Man. still a little tired. But she has definitely recovered
0: from it. I mean, it. that just speaks to the intensity of this still, right? Like, it's yeah. easy to, you know, we often say, like, okay, it's going to be a new flu or whatever. But, like it's not the flu. <laughs> I hope it gets to, you know, continues to be manageable, but like, this is serious. And, um, you know, I'm glad that you all were able to make it through and navigate that and stay healthy, uh, at the end of it. And, and sane, um, because that's another well, part of, yeah, <laughs> kind, as, kind of. as you ever were. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like we've moved on to this mode now with Omicron where, you know, families, even those who are taking all the right precautions, just have to cope with the reality that it it's very possibly going to come into your house, right? It, it It's likely over the course of the next couple of years or whatever, I think. Um, and so, you know, digging a little bit more into that experience and how to prepare for it to the extent that you can, even just mentally, I think is helpful. Because again, so much of this is for me, I think, the it's that framing part of it, right? If you If your frame of mind is, we must do everything, you know, we must, at all costs, um, I I don't know why I can't actually use that expression correctly, but whatever, (laughs) Um, at all, (laughs) no expense. No expenses Um, spared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Prevent it from coming in. Right. You know, I've seen other families, too, who have done all the right things, and it still happens. And so, I just hope we can all give ourselves a little, um, you know space there, I guess, to, to know that it's okay. And and it's That could happen still. um, And it's not your fault, you know, like it's not something that we ought to be judging ourselves harshly on. Um, And like, obviously you still take precautions, but I I mean, I think that's the piece that's going to continue to be really difficult to navigate already. um, Places are now removing mask mandates. You know, the surge is dying down in this region of the country, at least. Um, and I think all of the country, but certainly it hit us first, right, the Northeast. So, you know, we're going to be back in this place of like having to navigate that and and, and where we go with it. Um, but just to reflect a little bit on, on my experience as well, which seems kind of silly to even um, reflect much on, given that, you know, it wasn't as intense as yours because we didn't actually have COVID in the house. <laughs> um, I imagine you know, those out there, those parents who also hadn't had the experience of COVID in their house also
1: had stressful Januaries. Yeah. January was shitty for everybody. Like there's, there's no competition here. It was fucking (laughs) awful. Let's just be clear.
0: I know, I know. I just, I mean, there's
1: memes about how bad that's it. Like, like people I know who never had COVID in their household at all were like January 2022 was a shit show. You know, it was, it was a bad month for a lot of people. Well,
0: because I think it's fair to say at this point, you know, even if it didn't get into your household, it affected you, you know, it impacted you through others near you in some way, almost everyone, right? And for us, um, that meant starting the year, knowing that our daycare, there was an outbreak that happened. um, And I can't even remember the exact timeline. It was like, you know, uh, a child had gotten it over the course of like the end of December. And then just as we were preparing to go back, it would have been enough isolation time. And like, you know, our kids were, uh, enough removed from it that we weren't too worried but um you know one memory that i think will just remain sort of lodged in my brain and one that i can imagine sharing with like grandkids as a, just this like ridiculous moment in the pandemic is is going to one of these sites to get tested um it was a rainy cold day and
1: like because you know, we again s- all of the days were rainy and cold for a yes, month exactly. or so just, just to be exactly. clear
0: and so we were we were stressed cuz like you know technically it had there had been an outbreak in the in the daycare that Luke's at and and obviously we wanted to follow up and and you know it's hard for me to even piece together now the memories because I've sort of already I think my brain has defensively tried to purge some of them but certainly we had some colds that were running in the family so there was like you know there was some concern and this particular time we went to this site that we had been going to um consistently because it was just so quick you know to get one of these stop the spread sites um and and we got there and <laughs> i mean the line was as far as you could see i had i knew that it was getting longer so i actually brought a wagon to keep the kids in cuz i knew this was going to be like a multi hour
1: kind of thing you put a um, bunch of mic stands in there so they'd be very occupied yeah, yeah
0: exactly i was hopeful that this would be like a, maybe a 2 hour at the most that was my like mindset at the time um and so but i brought the wagon and, uh, you know, I remember walking, walking down to find the end of the line, started walking with the kids and I, I walked maybe half the way there and, and realized I forgot my phone. And then I was thinking like, <laughs> imagine, you know, staying for hours without a phone. So I stopped and went back and I heard people rumbling like, Oh, I guess he's not, you know, that didn't last long. Like as wow. if I was giving up, you know, Yeah, cause so many people, you know, they check it out and then they see the line and they're like, all right, right. Fuck right. It. So anyway, we, we get there and, and uh, you know, I finally find my way to the end of the line. Um, and I mean, I just I had to pull out every, you know, parenting distraction trick you can in terms of like food and, um, you know, having them in the wagon so they didn't have to like complain or whatever, standing the whole time. And it was covered, you know, fucking well, uh, Oregon t- Trail. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and then of course I resorted to, you know, they just watched Netflix for like two hours, but it the whole thing was like three and a half hours is what it mm. ended up being, you know, in this cold rain. Three and, and a half hours. And it just spoke to that moment, right? Cause you were just surrounded by people. Um, we got to the, to the person who did the test in this particular one, he was taking kids. It was it, the actual testing was, it didn't feel great. It was in this very small sort of shipping container kind of situation that you would go in and get tested How fucking dystopian so, is so this? there was like no exactly so there was like no ventilation in there everybody's super close together once you get in it and so this guy one of the people doing the test was taking kids out and he leaned over to me and he's like you know i'm taking at least taking the kids out to do their tests so that when they take their mask off they're not exposed because it's like seven out of ten people here are testing positive seven out of 10 it was like insane and the guy was clearly you know he was a parent he was concerned so he did this but it was just it was surreal you know and and it was just it was really scary obviously knowing that even just by getting tested you're exposing yourself to all these people um so so that was you know just emotionally felt, felt like it captured the moment and you know needless to say uh we were negative and So, you know, that gave us some peace of mind moving forward. But um, we just had to continue this balance of like, okay, now daycare is open, so we can do that. But then school, the policies that were in place were still kind of from dealing with the Delta variant. And so, you know, there are aspects to it that just didn't make sense with Omicron, right, which we know is far more contagious. And so we just felt really um, anxious about that and scared, really. So we tried to play that safe and you know, send grace after a few days of making sure that the pool testing came back pretty negative. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so anyway, I, you know, it was just a lot of that anxiety, those first couple of weeks in particular and trying to navigate things. And then there was also the mask part, which I guess I missed the memo that cloth masks are just, you know, they do nothing. <laughs> it's
1: useless at this point.
0: <laughs> And so then I had these like, you know, at night I'd be like, just researching for hours you know what fucking mask to use and i think i shared with you that we discovered this ridiculous you know my kids look like bane from
1: batman this is like scuba diver bane mask that you got yeah, yeah, which yeah. i have to say looks very very cool um it, lo- it looks cool more like and it a lasted, cosplay thing you know
0: they were 50 dollars, and they have reusable filters so like you could presumably save money over the long run but of course grace wore it for like a week at school and she's like this is this smells really bad and it's uncomfortable <laughs> And people are scared of me.
1: Yeah. Um, like people think I'm a crime lord. Yeah, now. yeah.
0: It smells really bad. <laughs> um,
1: Something's so, wrong with it,
0: <laughs> Daddy. So yeah. So she's back to just doing like the double mask thing. Mm. Um, so I don't know, man. I guess I, I, I'm happy that we're at where we're at now. But like I said earlier, a lot of this has been about reframing in my mind, just you know the expectations, and that we're not going to just like magically get to a place where. There's no more anxiety and, you know, it's a thing of the past or just at a flu level. Um I mean, maybe it'll just be that flu thing, but some of this is about kind of leaning into that vulnerability and understanding that there is some amount of risk, but like you have to manage it and know that, you know, we put ourselves at risk every day, right? Every time we go into a car or, you know, have our kids ride the, their bikes on the street. I mean... We, we've got to sort of factor it in and I still am, am struggling to navigate some of that, you know, take masks as an example of that, right? Like they're going to remove those mandates and there's part of me that, you know, I feel really good about based on some of what I've read that like at the end of the day, it's not doing a whole lot in schools anyway. Um, you know, so there may not be much science to support continuing that kind of policy, but on the other hand, you want to give your kid the best chance to to stay healthy um, and I should mention that, you know, there's the there's the health part of this. Obviously, we want to try to keep our kids healthy and ourselves. We also know that most kids are not going to get this in any real significant, you know, bad way. Um, and if if you're vaccinated and younger, same same deal there. But but the other part of it, you know, that factors in in a big way is having to manage the time off and, and the disruption in our schedules in our lives. Right. Like that's the part that I think is really stressful as well. And, and, you know, maybe even more so what we were concerned about because we knew we would be okay. Um, so I just, I, you know, I wanted to put that out there too. Cause I think there's a lot of opinions out there about, you know, whether, whether we're taking it too seriously or, you know, overdoing it with the precautions in schools and such. And, and I think sometimes we are, um, but you know, there is that other factor of like the, the logistics of trying to work, you know, have two working parents get by with, um, that kind of disruption in, in schedules.
1: It's so disruptive. Like th- that, that's something that I think people who are critical of those of us who have been more careful aren't understanding, right? Like yeah. w- when, when I, so, you know, for example, when I have been invited to things over the pandemic and I've said, I I feel like I, it's just not in a great place for it. I feel like it's kind of irresponsible of, of me to do that. I'm not judging you if, if that's something that works for you, but like, I'm going to, you know, opt to stay home. A lot of the time the pushback is like, what are you so afraid of? You're vaccinated. It's fine what i'm what i'm afraid of is for one thing it's i've never been afraid for myself this entire time that's never even i, I don't fucking care about that i care about the people in my life <laughs> but i also and primarily at this point, managing that idea of how am I going to deal with another two weeks of disrupted work? Because I fell so far behind in January that yeah. I am having to make up for it all over the place right now. And I'm having to cancel things that I wanted to do. And, you know, we had all these huge deadlines at the beginning of the month that I didn't get to even start working on for like the first three weeks of January. Yeah. And it was really hard for me. And that to me was the the defeated aspect. Mm, a, a totally. Of, like. A couple sort of just like thoughts from the beginning of it because I I I want to like memorialize what it felt like a little bit. Yes, yes. So when we found out that Henry was positive, it was two forty 240 or two forty three. I remember this very vividly. Oh my god, that's on, a lot of detail on Martin Luther King Day, and we had uh, just gotten back. I, I was like desperately trying because because again, this is when I was feeling very depressed and very anxious. And uh, I was like, we have to get out of the house because it was just so cloudy and shitty all the time. And I was like feeling really trapped, which is a mm-hmm. whole part of this, too. And so we went to uh, Best Buy to get the kids. We got Jude a new Chromebook and we got Henry like, a, you know, the a, a kids tablet because they've yeah, yeah, been yeah. really good. And, you know, we hadn't been able to do any of the plans that we'd had for such a long time. We wanted mm-hmm. to like treat them to something. And we come home. And at, yeah, shortly after 2.40, Henry's test is positive. And I just remember this feeling of, I don't know if I can do this. Like, I don't, I don't know, you know, at that point I was feeling so shitty to begin with, like, cause I was already kind of teetering on that point. I had gotten very little sleep the week leading up to that. I was just feeling really defeated from my Mm. own anxiety problems and, uh, and feeling, Really, just upset about everything in general. And then this happens. And I, you know, of course, part of your brain is like, there's all this checklist of things that we need to do now. We need to like alert, you know, his contacts that he's had. We need to tell the school, we need to tell the nurse. You know, we need to tell our families that they're going to have to get tested. And your mind is kind of running through all of these different scenarios. You know, we're going to have to figure out if there's any way to limit our exposure to this Mm -hmm. at this point, how long he was probably symptomatic from, you know, when the sniffles first started. All these things are happening. And then the other part of your brain is like, I'm just so fucking tired. Like, I don't I just don't want to even think about this stuff. And so I had like four to five minutes of actual resignation. And I, I, remember them vividly because I, I have almost never in my life really felt that way before, you know, yeah. like I've always had this little thing in my brain that was like, keep going. It's okay. You can do this, but stuff's going to change. <laughs> and for like four to five minutes, I, Such a nice guy I did in your brain. not have that. Yeah. My, my, my brain is fucking crazy and, uh, and doesn't like sleep as much as it should, but it also is usually pretty supportive. Um, I really gave up for a few minutes. I, I remember we, I was in my bathroom downstairs, our guest bathroom And I was just looking in the mirror and I looked so like hollow, like my eyes were Mm. empty. And I was just like staring at my fucking reflection in the mirror, thinking like, how did I get here? Who am I looking at? What is this life that we are in now? Like I felt this moment of actual awareness for the first time of the magnitude of this journey that we've had for these last couple of years. Mm. And that we were in a moment where that journey had come home. And that enemy that had been at the gates for so long was inside the door. And this feeling of uh, of why am I not more afraid? And I, I wasn't more afraid because I had as I came out of this feeling of like what the hell, like I can't even deal with did it. Did your reflection in the mirror respond? It did. It was talking separately. It was moving <laughs> separately too, which is not not great. <laughs> um, no, I was it was I was realizing that Henry was fine and that the worst of this was already past him because I was looking at the dates of when this would have been happening. So like we know that he's yeah. okay, which is great. Yeah. And then I was thinking, we also know how much less virulent this variant is, even though it's much more contagious. True, it true, really true. is more manageable. And I was like, that's something that I don't have the band. I don't have the bandwidth to be as afraid of this as I would have been afraid of it because I am too tired to be afraid of it at this point. Totally, and totally. that was that was a good moment. And that was a moment where I was like, okay, that's a step in the right direction. It's okay. We did do what we were supposed to do, and now that it's here, we know what to do next. And from that moment on, there was zero fear. Jude was fine. He had zero symptoms from it at all. Yep. Uh, And with Micah, you know, I was, of course, monitoring her and she was coughing a lot. And that was was an unnerving feeling for me. But it wasn't a fearful feeling because Mm -hmm. I knew that statistically we are really safe right now. We're talking about cold and flu season. We are way more likely to die from the flu at this point because we are triple vaccinated against this fucking virus that has gotten weaker as it's gone on because- Obviously, a virus's goal isn't to kill us; it's to spread, it's to propagate. Right. And you can't spread well if you're killing your host. So it's the virus has gotten very far along in its journey too by this point. Mm. And I had this moment of, okay, we're ready for this, you know, yeah. and uh, and so day one, we sign into. So I get Jude on the on the bus because according to the new policies, you know, even though he's in the same household, he was still testing negative at this point. So he could go to school. So I get him on the bus and then Henry and I, you know, we pick up Henry's laptop from school. We come back and uh, and I'm like, okay, this is this is where it starts now. This is like the beginning of, of our journey of having COVID in our household. Wow. And that journey was, you know, we're going to do school every day. We're going to rest as much as we can. And we're going to just kind of act as we normally would even though we're in the midst of this thing that we were so afraid of for so long. And every single, like I mentioned, every single family member that we had been exposed to tested negative. Everybody was okay. And we pulled through it. And as I pulled through it, I was like, I'm fucking done feeling this. Like I'm done being this afraid. And so what do I do next? And I had a couple really great therapy sessions. I've had mm. probably about a hundred because I've been fucking bi weekly meeting with <laughs> therapists for the last couple of months. And we reached this, you know, this conclusion that We should be living our lives at this point. Statistically, we are very safe right now. Even if we get sick, we're going to be fine. Because the kids were already significantly safer, obviously, as we know from this virus. This entire time, they've, they've been in a much better position than adults were. But even now, like especially with the fact that so many of them who are old enough have access to the vaccine, and those who don't are about to be getting it soon, like we should be living in a more active way. And so we did this thing last weekend. Where we so we have a house guest right now, which was great that we were able to still do that. He came from yeah. Los Angeles. Is Jamie who's been on the show before? He's oh, nice! About eight feet away from you right now, just doing That's kind amazing. of a working visit, you know. And we're having a great time. He's just and, watching uh, over you right now. I staring. can hear his breath. Yeah. <gasps> uh you know, and so so we so we wanted to prepare for this house guest to come, so we wanted to clean the house, which was in a state of absolute garbage because we had been locked in it for a month, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. So uh, we. And also we didn't see my family for three weeks because of this. So I was like, you know, mom and dad, when we are, everybody's testing negative and we know we're we're through any possible danger period. Can you take the kids for a night so Micah and I can clean the house in preparation for having somebody come visit for the first time in forever? And uh, so they, they said, sure. And then my mom was like, where are you guys, are you guys going to go out? And I, it hadn't even occurred to me that we could Mm. do that. Like it hadn't even crossed my mind that we have babysitters basically right now you know why don't we so michael was like well let's just let's just go get a drink you know yeah and we did and it was this it was like a fucking light bulb came on it was an amazing moment we went to a brewery that's close to us that I'd always like kind of wanted to check out, but you know it was always during COVID, so we didn't do it. And we go in there and we take our masks off and we get to our table and I look around and it's this beautifully lit environment with people laughing and having conversations with each other and just enjoying their company. And I'm thinking all of these nights I've been locked in our house at this time at like nine o'clock, yeah. you know, terrified about not being able to sleep, afraid of my children's future with school and what kind of emotional toll this is having, afraid of my wife who has to go to work even though she's not feeling well. And like, here I am in the midst of all of these people in this, you know, brightly lit environment. And they were here that whole time, too. And I'm like, it's not just for fucking them anymore. Like, we are going to live. So we've gone out a couple of times since then. That's awesome. You know, awesome. we brought the kids. We're not being like, you know, crazy about it. And we're still masking and doing all, everything that we need to do. But, but we're mean, not Living in yeah. fear anymore, you know? Right. And that, for right. me, was a big change uh, going into January versus coming out of it.
0: Absolutely. Well, one follow-up question I have to ask in terms of living with fear is at any point... Um, since your family has had this virus and you have not, have you ever wondered whether they have been, they are actually now a host to, uh, a new species in the way that, you know, arrival-esque, um, kind of thing where they're now a different person as a result of the virus.
1: Yeah. Like annihilation or something like that. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I Did I say that.
0: arrival? I meant annihilation. That works too. Um, yeah. I, I'm kind really, of assuming that's the case
1: actually. It's, that joke it's, I'm, felt, I'm okay fell a that. little bit flat. You ever it was seen like the last action hero. Oh, yeah, it was like
0: those those great meme quotes where it's like you know, um, <laughs> where where it's like I can't even think of a good fucking thing. Let's <laughs> use hear it. The, Let's hear, you, use, you take your time. Use use the force, Luke. And then it's like you know, uh, the quotation is ascribed to Gandalf, and then it's a picture of like uh, <laughs> Gandhi or something. That, that's yeah. That's basically <laughs> what I just did. Is, um,
1: we actually, believe it or not, watched Annihilation last night. Wow! It what timing I picked I up on it. It, That's bizarre. it came through the brainwaves. It did. Um,
0: but no, I mean, you you hit on so many things there, and uh, you know that letting go of the fear part is a big deal. And I I think there's something interesting there. You know, I've, I've there's been some some good uh, analysis on from New York Times. They they have a great podcast. You know, the Daily, um, not quite as popular as ours, but it, no, but you know, they
1: they could use a boost. So if you haven't subscribed yet, you know, consider checking you know, out. Going, yeah, they're the upstart. Um,
0: and it was, you know, I'm sure one of the more controversial in terms of um, some of the analysis or commentary on this was around the the polling that they did. And, you know, among those who are not vaccinated, which, of course, skewed to a particular segment politically and all that, um, the concern overall about their health and COVID was was very low. Right. Like they they were not as concerned, whereas those who are vaccinated are actually more concerned. Right. And and it, of course, is um a bit puzzling in that those who are vaccinated should feel safer and less concerned, right? But on the flip side, of course, you know, they got vaccinated because they were concerned to begin with. And there's a lot of interesting psychology that plays into it. But bottom line is, you know, I mean, I think we can agree that those who have not been vaccinated, um you know, and aren't concerned, you should be if you're listening right now. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Um, But also, Those who are vaccinated, who are taking the precautions, there there is a point at which we need to breathe some relief and let go of the fear. And there's so much bundled up in that, right? There's There's the legitimate fear for our family and for the spread of this in our communities. There's also holding on to fear and your beliefs and your sort of ideology in a way that can become... I think detriment, detrimental, right? We, we we know so much of our society is about these sort of identity politics and the idea of acting in a different way, even going out to a restaurant. Um, that might be hard for some people because it reveals maybe that you you don't need to sort of hold on or to that belief as strongly as you did and, and maybe calls into question your identity. Like, are you those people? Or do you know, know where, where I'm going with this? And I just think there's a lot to unpack there. And I'm trying to, challenge myself more on that front, because while I continue to be um, very upset by those who are not vaccinated, including some dear family and friends, um, you know, this is the world we're in, and we've got to be able to move forward um, in some way. And I just, you know, I'm trying to work on that myself, and I'll feel a lot better once my entire family's vaccinated, because that's the other piece I wanted to mention, which is, you know, families who can't have um, kids vaccinated because they're under five are still in a tough spot right now. And I'm, true. I'm hopeful, true. you know, for that turning around. You know, that said, I know that still if Luke got it, he's he's probably going to be totally fine because it, thankfully, you know, one of the silver linings, I guess, is that it doesn't affect kids badly. But um, anyway, I'm, I'm rambling at this point. One other note I just wanted to say is, you know, zooming out from all of this and thinking about where we're at now, one one kind of shocking moment for me was thinking back to, um, I think I saw a picture scroll through our Google, you know, device. We have a a frame of all our family photos and I saw a photo from earlier on in the pandemic and it made me realize that Luke now is just about the age that Grace was at the start of the pandemic. Um, and, and just how much time has passed and how much of our kids' lives are this, you know? And, um, we can't just go on in the way that we are right now. I just, I know that. And I'm feeling like, you know, even though we haven't had the same experience as you with having it in our householder already, I'm still kind of feeling what you've described there in terms of starting to let go of that fear um, and just deal with the reality of all this. And, you know, it's not going to be easy and we'll, we'll talk through it much more, I'm sure. But, you know, that's where we're at right now.
1: Yeah. The amount of time that has passed is, was a big part of my waking up to this. There's other things too, which we're going to get to in future episodes. One of yeah. them was in a therapy session. I had, uh, my therapist was like, you know, have you considered the things that you lost that you didn't have time to grieve about life before this? Yeah, And I realized a, that I hadn't because I had been basically, I mean, I've been basically on hold this entire time, even with my personal ambitions at work. And th- I, I just sort of was like, well, you know, once things are better, you know, I'll I'll figure this out. And, uh, you know, uh, there were so many things that I was just sort of waiting for them to resume again that so I, had for- I had forgotten yeah. I was waiting for anything in the first place. And I think we need to have a moment now where we take stock of where we are and how much of our kids' lives have been consumed by this, how much of our self-identity has become wrapped up in it. You know, we're not supposed to be living in fear for this long. It like really gets to us in isolation. Yeah. And so I think this is going to be a time where we navigate reemergence in, in a way that is lasting, you know, in a way that's not the reemergence that we've done like four episodes on every time the wave has gone back down again, <laughs> but is actually a, a real and lasting. How do we still live our lives in a way that feels authentic and not like we're just in some time warp somewhere? Yeah. Because and it's, yeah. Well, because we, you know, I look at my my life and, and my mid-30s have been consumed by this fucking virus and these lockdowns. And that is not fair to to me personally. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. sucks for all of us who are listening to this because even if you are somebody who's more, you know, who didn't get vaccinated and is more reckless with this or blah, 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 blah your life has been affected by this too in, in myriad ways everybody's been affected by it. And it's it's something that we we need to come to terms with. Like, how do we just fucking live now, you know? Yeah, and be pragmatic about it. You know, like, yes, there's going to be more surges most likely,
0: you know? I mean, hopefully things, now that it's reached so many people with Omicron, it looks better next time. But like, you know, we're just going to have to deal. We, we've been dealing and, and we'll continue to. But, you know, I hope that some of the sort of structural pieces of all of this and, and how we've coped and the balance of work life. And, you know, it's just unveiled or surfaced so much about us that will take time to fully resolve. But I do feel um, there will be some good sort of uh, emergence from all of that as well. And so, you know, I'd love to have an episode where we do kind of dig into that question of like, mourning, you know, really, really putting thought into what are you maybe you didn't even realize, right, or think about the fact that um, you really miss, you know, because there's a lot that's just not coming back, and, and uh, I think that would be a good experience for all of us and those of you listening as well. Yeah, yeah, I I, I totally agree. All right, well, it's good to see you again, buddy. It's good to see you. Happy February. Happy it's February. Let's hope we'll it is soon. not
1: another January. We'll talk soon, everybody. <laughs> all right, bye. <laughs> bye. bye.